What you believe about yourself and your life is likely not based in reality, but in bullshit stories that you did not consent to, pieced together throughout your life with ideas offered to you from external sources. This podcast is here to help you recognize and dismantle those stories so you can reclaim your power and achieve what you want in life. Welcome to Yeah, I Made That Up with life and business coach, Kelly Jackson. Hi, I love you. A couple weeks ago, we talked about two ways that we gaslight ourselves. And today, we're going to take that a step further. Because it is possible to use cognitive coaching tools and a self-coaching practice to gaslight yourself. I've done it. It sucks the life out of you. And I want to help you avoid doing it yourself. Because I love you. And I like to share when I fuck things up, so hopefully it'll help you avoid doing the same thing. This is something I've been working through for the last month or so. Realizing where my intuition was telling me something that I was choosing to ignore using coaching tools to convince myself that I wasn't seeing what was happening right in front of me. Using coaching tools to gaslight myself. I'm not going to get into the details of the situation because truthfully, it doesn't fucking matter. But the more distance I get from it, the more clearly I can see where I made choices that were not aligned with my values, my truth, because I trusted someone else's direction rather than my own gut. And here's what I want to make very clear. When I'm talking about intuition, it's the quiet, low, still voice. It's not anxiety, which we often confuse with intuition. To tell the difference, you have to be willing to get out of your head and into your body, which, as we've discussed before, can be really scary for those of us who dissociate from our bodies. Anxiety is generally higher and a bit more frenetic in terms of the physical sensations it produces than intuition. For me, anxiety lives primarily behind my sternum, though sometimes I'll feel it throughout the top part of my rib cage, front of my shoulders, and even in my throat. It feels clenched. I envision the sensation behind my sternum as a ball of wool wrapped in twine, with the twine being pulled tightly from both directions. The tighter the twine gets, the more the sensations spread up and out. Intuition. (laughs) Jubilee has something to say about this. (laughs) Intuition, on the other hand, is lower. I resonate with gut feeling because it's literally in my gut. Not the organ of my stomach, exactly. More like 
the location of my small intestine, just below my sternum and above my belly button. This location is also similar to where I feel both dread and sadness, but intuition isn't heavy like those two. It's solid, but it's light and still. And to visualize it, it's like a a glowing orb. I don't know what emotions feel like in your body, and they may be very different from what they feel like in mine. I'm sharing this with you to help you explore your own sensations and identify the differences between intuition and emotions. Knowing the difference is really important because intuition is not anxiety. Intuition is not dread. Intuition is not an emotion. I don't know what the fuck it is. Connection to source or your higher power or universal truth, perhaps. What it is, though, is far less relevant than being able to identify it and discern between when you're feeling intuition and when you're feeling an emotion. I'm going to let you decide what you think it is on your own. What I care about is that you can tell the difference. So... How did I use coaching tools to gaslight the shit out of myself for about a year before ultimately coming to an experience that would change the course of my life? I disregarded my intuition. There were some things happening around me that looked similar to other things I had experienced in the past, and I had previously received coaching on my stories surrounding those past experiences. That coaching unearthed some scarcity mentality, which just happens to be my brain's favorite playground. Because there were similarities, I convinced myself that the discomfort I was experiencing must be scarcity, and I discounted the intuition I was feeling. My spidey senses were alerted, but there was a lot of cognitive dissonance when I went the direction my intuition was guiding me and I could logic my way through the scarcity self-coaching. So that's what I did. The problem with this is that it required me to trust someone else more than I trusted myself. And once I started down that path, it took a lot of mental gymnastics to stay the course. Y'all, I did all the backflips, all the somersaults, all the cartwheels. Round off back handsprings were my jam in that aerial. Oh, it was beautiful. My mental gymnastics floor routine looked amazing from the outside. But on the inside, I was a mess. I had cut myself off from my intuition placed my trust in someone else over myself and my stress levels were through the fucking roof. My relationships were suffering. I put my coaching business on the back burner. Eventually, my body started screaming at me to pay attention and I started talking about my experience. I received some coaching and I got into community. And after a while, 
I realized how far I had gotten from myself. So I started speaking up and reclaiming my power. That ultimately led to an unexpected change and a break and a shift and some therapy. But the experience really isn't too dissimilar from what people go through in a cult environment or an abusive relationship. You convince yourself that what you're seeing isn't real. You cut yourself off from your own truth. You put your trust in someone else more than you trust in yourself. And I don't want that for you. I want you to always trust yourself above everyone else because you are the one who knows your truth. So how do you not use coaching tools to gaslight yourself? You always, always, always maintain a connection to your body. Because it's your body that will tell you what you're feeling. And again, this is not easy for many of us. So when I say maintain, you may actually need to begin that connection, which is the foundation of what I teach. To start the process of connection, you may simply ask yourself, how do I know when I'm feeling blank? With that blank being whatever the emotion is that you notice most. When I first began this work, it was frustration for me, though what I learned over time is that what I felt more than anything else was anxiety. I just noticed frustration more than I noticed anxiety. Once you can pinpoint how you know that you're feeling an emotion, which can take some time, you can start to gain awareness of what other emotions feel like. And eventually, you'll be able to tell the subtle differences between them. Then you'll want to start asking yourself about intuitive senses you've had throughout your life. What did those feel like and how were they different from any of the emotions you can identify? It's noticing how your emotions feel and how they're different from your intuition that will allow you to create and maintain a connection to your body. And when you're using cognitive coaching tools for your own self-coaching practice, this connection is vital because it's what keeps you tethered to your own truth. Honoring your truth is the core of everything. I want you to trust yourself above anyone and everyone else, including me. Because your truth is all that matters in your experience of life. Trusting your intuition and knowing the difference between intuition and emotion is what will allow you to honor your truth and live from that place. And if you'd like help with that, I'm here for you. I've got three spots open for one-to-one coaching as of this recording. You can sign up for a consult at pressurepointcoaching.com.